Hi hi my good friend, this is Dasha Podcast. I'm Tasha Faradila as your host for this episode. In this first episode, I will accompany you for the next 12 minutes by talking about the recruitment process. We are familiar with the word recruitment, right? Whether it's in school organization, outside of school, or even when looking for a job. But I'm curious, what do you know about the recruitment process? In a process, some stages must be passed. And if you want the stages to run smoothly, of course, you have to prepare several things. Before we talk about what to prepare for, do you know what stages are there in the hiring process? I've been doing some research on what companies do when it comes to recruiting. According to bbc.co.uk, there are 10 stages of a recruitment and selection process. First, identify the vacancy. Vacancies can become available in a business when someone leaves, when someone moves job leaving their own role unfilled. These vacancies are for exciting roles and are therefore easily identified. When a business grows or changes, there may be more or completely new jobs need to be carried out. It may be less clear what these vacancies are. Second, carry out a job analysis. When a vacancy becomes available in an organization, it is important that the tasks and skills required for the position are identified. This is known as a job analysis. A job analysis is important as it can be used to identify whether a vacancy needs to be filled or whether the tasks and duties can be redistributed to other staff. It is used to help write the job description and person specification. Third, create a job description. A job description is a document that states the tasks and responsibilities of the job. It contains information on duties, pay, location, hours, and condition of work. This sets out clearly expectations for whoever applies to fill the vacancy. Fourth, create a person specification. A person specification is a document that states the skills and qualification needed to do the job. These skills and qualities can be listed as either essential or desirable. This will provide a series of measures against which the organization can judge people who may take on the vacancy. 5. Advertise the job. A job can be advertised either internally or externally. Internal recruitment is when you promote or move a person who is already working for the company. You can use the method of advertising like company intranet. External recruitment is when you employ a person from outside the organization. You can use the method of advertising like national press, local press, recruitment agencies, job center, or online advertisement. 6. Send out application forms or request CV. 
application forms are sent out to candidates who wish to apply for the position, or alternatively, a CV will be requested. Application forms consist of pre-prepared questions set by organization. This allows an organization to easily compare potential candidates. It also ensures the organization get all the information they require from the candidate. CV are prepared by the candidate and are a summary of the person's education, qualification, and previous employment history. Seventh, collect application forms. Application forms and CVs but contain personal information on a candidate. They can be used to compare the candidate's skill and qualities against those listed in the person's specification. This will make it easier to shortlist candidates based on those whose skills best match those that are required to the job. 8. Create a shortlist. It would be too costly and time-consuming to interview every candidate that applied for a position. So, a shortlist is made to reduce the number of candidates who will be interviewed. The application forms or CVs are compared to the person's specification and job description. This is used to draw up a shortlist of the most suitable candidates. These candidates will be invited to interview. Ninth, hold interviews or testing. An interview allows the organization to ask potential candidates a series of questions. This means each candidate can be compared and the organization can assess the candidate's appearance and personality. Interviews can be one-to-one, panel, or telephone. Next is testing. Testing can provide extra information on a candidate's suitability through practical assessment. There are many methods that can be used to test a candidate's ability. There are aptitude tests, intelligence tests, psychometric tests, personality tests, and medical and physical ability. Testing allows an organization to see how a candidate copes under pressure. It aims to find out about a candidate's true personality and abilities and not just what they say about themselves. Tenth, inform successful candidates. Once the selection process has been completed, the successful candidate will be informed. Okay, now you know the paces that companies do when they are going to do the hiring process. The last four is the selection process. Looking at the paces, the third point and the last four will be our highlight. If you want to apply a job, first make sure you know about the job description. You also have to be sure if the job matches your qualification so that your chances of being accepted are great. Have you ever applied for a job? What are you preparing? In point 6 and 7, it is mentioned about covering letter and CV. First, a covering letter. What is a covering letter? A covering letter is a written document commonly submitted with a job application outlining the applicant's credential and interest in the open position. Besides that, 
I want to tell you more about the cover letter. Are you curious about that? What is that? A. The covering letter explains why you want the job. B. It should be specific to the job you are applying for, adapted to the target organization, and show that you know about its activities. C. It should highlight your skills and achievement, and show how your background. D. It should use formal language and demonstrate that you have good written communication skills. Okay, I want to ask you. Well, have you ever made a covering letter? How you made it? Is it the same as what I said? Um, for me, so far I have never made a covering letter. I mean, I mean I've made it, but only for the task. Not for looking for a job. The second is CV. So, I'm sure you are very familiar with CV. But, did you know that there are several formats in writing a CV? If you don't know already, then you should know this. First, European and ASEAN CVs generally include photos. US LISM doesn't. Second, British CVs include personal details such as date of birth, marital status, and number of children. US CVs don't. Third, British CVs usually include outside work interests. US ones sometimes don't. Fourth, your CV should be totally honest. You should emphasize your strength, but not lie about experience or skills. It should not say anything that contradicts what you have put on your Facebook or similar. Fifth, leave out information that is irrelevant or that could give some people a change to discriminate against you. Six. Limit your CV to a maximum of two pages. Seven, lay your CV out neatly. Eight, check for grammatical and spelling or typographical error. And do not rely on an automatic spell checker. And the last, get someone to check your CV before you send it. So, which format have you been using so far? To be honest, all this time, when I made a CV, I just looked on the internet. I didn't know there was a difference between European, ASEAN, and US CV formats. I'm very happy to be able to accompany you with this topic. How about you? Are you happy with our chit chat in this episode? I hope it is a new thing for you and can be useful for your life. Thank you for listening to your podcast. If you want to get closer to me, you can reach me or find me on my Instagram. The username is atsyf_ underscore. underscore. See you on the next episode. Bye!